This is KMTT. The week begins this uh, winter, Tavshin Ayn, with a shiur by Harav Benjamin Tavori, a series, weekly series, on uh, modern responsa of the 20th century, more or less, both the individual and the and the topic. Harav Benjamin Tavori. I was asked to discuss some of the tshuvas of Rabbi Moshe Feinstein that dealt with medical issues. One of the people who wrote to me said that this would be a big benefit to the doctors who were obviously interested in the psalkim of Rabbi Moshe. I'm very happy to respond to such a request, but I would like to emphasize that this discussion of the tshuvas that are already printed may not be used as Psak Halacha. We must remember that the Tshuvas were written in a certain time, in a certain place, and many of these Tshuvas were written specifically for one person, and in some of the Tshuvas it says clearly, do not use this as a Psak in other cases, but each case should be brought individually to your posik. Especially in light of the fact that these Tshuvas were written many years ago, under different conditions, and obviously, especially in medical issues, some of which we will mention today, we will see a di- big difference between the time the tshuva was written and today. I would like to point out that there are a number of books that discuss the tshuvas of Reb Moshe. People have already written major works to explain or discuss his tshuvas. Specifically in the world of medicine, Rabbi Dr. Moshe David Tendler, the Tamit Chacham Rosh Hashiva at Yeshiva University, professor of biology at Yeshiva University, and the son-in-law of Rabbi Moshe, prepared volume which I am holding in front of me today, Response of Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, Volume 1, Care of the Critically Ill. We will mention this book as well today, but certainly that can be used as a reference for Tshuvas of Rav Moshe regarding medicine. In other books, for example, uh, Dr. Fred Rosner, who has done much work on medical ethics, also quotes Rav Moshe quite extensively, and in fact has written to Rav Moshe, Rav Moshe has responded, again we will mention that today, later today, has written books including Modern Medicine and Jewish Ethics, which relate to these issues. The first issue that I'd like to discuss today is fairly in, easy to find inasmuch as today we have indices of the Tshuvas of Rav Moshe. For example, there's a sefer called Yad Moshe, an entire volume which deals with the, just with an index to help you find Tshuvas of Rav Moshe. And if you look under Rafua, you'll find many, many Tshuvas, many issues that were raised by Rav Moshe in the various volumes of Vigros Moshe. The issue that I'd like to mention today is studying medicine in general and becoming a doctor. The question that was posed to Rabbi Moshe discussed the importance of learning Torah day and night and learning Torah, the entire Torah, all the time. And the question was, should a person actually study, for example, go to college, learn in order to make a living, etc.? Reb Moshe felt, felt 
that obviously learning Torah is extremely important. He talks about the importance of learning Torah and not worrying about Parnassah until a later stage in life. When if the age that people are in yeshiva before they're married, he felt there's no reason to think about the Parnassah of the world and it's a fairly long tshuva where he discusses the importance of learning Torah and the lack of importance of worrying about a Parnassah at that age. But then he goes on to talk about the fact that there were people in Mishonim who studied medicine, who were doctors. For example, the Rambam, the Ramban. The Ram, the Rav Moshe pointed out they were unique in the fact that they did not want to, especially the Rambam is well known, did not want to receive any financial benefit from the fact that he learned Torah. And he learned, he did study medicine, but he did not do it just for the sake of Parnassah, for uh, a a livelihood, because, for example, he didn't take any money from Jews, he only took from non-Jews, and he also took a limited amount, he didn't take money from poor non-Jews as well, but they learned medicine the same way that the Rambam learned other studies, for example, science, philosophy, astronomy, and the Rambam, and the Ram did not do all that because of Parnassah. He had no, no financial benefit at all from all these studies. But for whatever reason that the Rambam thought that these, uh, subjects were important, he studied medicine as well. Rabasha also points out that the, the Rishonim who studied medicine only studied a, a small amount of texts. How many books were there? Perhaps they only studied from one particular doctor who was well known and they needed no other studies. There were no prerequisites to learn to study medicine. And Rabbi Moshe claims that because of that there was not such a, a bitl Torah in studying medicine. Today, now again Rabbi Moshe is referring to America where you need a liberal arts degree you have to have many, many years of training in order to begin medical school. Rav Moshe says, uh, these, these studies which precede medical school would not warrant to uh, leave the world of Torah. And then the Rav Moshe goes on to say, those people who want to be a Tamid Chacham, and also doctors, Ramosha says clearly and, categori- and uncategorically that it is definite that they'll never reach the level of learning Torah that they could have had according to their abilities. Moreover, even in medicine, they won't grow in their knowledge of medicine as much as people who wouldn't be involved in Torah. People who devote themselves to medicine would not be able to learn Torah. Then Rabbi Moshe says, even though it's possible that one individual will grow in the world of Torah as well as in the world of medicine, this is not something that can be done by everybody and you can't rely on it. It could very well be here, and of course this is my conjecture, that Rabbi Moshe is referring to his own son-in-law, 
to Rabbi Dr. Tendler, who became a Rosh Hashiva in Yeshiva University, as well as professor of biology. And therefore, perhaps Rabbi Moshe made a comment that it is possible for one individual, for a certain one out of a generation, or two out of a generation, could reach that. But he felt it wasn't something that a person could could rely on. Then Rabbi Moshe goes on again to discuss an issue which... I think is very debatable. Rabbi Moshe said that some people talked about the fact that they had a tchunan afshit. Their, somehow, their own spiritual makeup caused them to study medicine, or some sort of innate feeling, teva ha'adam, that a person wanted to study medicine. Rabbi Moshe categorically denied that such a concept agree, uh, exists. He said, today, there's not anything as a tchuna nafshit to study medicine, but it's perhaps people look for the honor, respect, perhaps for the financial rewards of being, of being doctors. He also mentions the fact that it might be good for a shidduch, but to study medicine inherently, for the sake of studying medicine, Reb Moshe seems to have rejected On the other hand, Rabbi Moshe does say that I can say it's usher. Even if a person has learned years in yeshiva and he could become a big tamid chacham, but he wants to go to school to study medicine, or then Rabbi Moshe adds engineering because he wants to make money or because he wants to um, perhaps he'll find a better shidduch, even though it means giving up his future as a gadol batayra, but Moshe says, if you find a place which is permit, where you're permitted to learn, where there's no kfira, etc., you're allowed to do it. He said, it's not forbidden. But nevertheless, he said, you will not fulfill the mitzvah of Yediyasa So, in this respect, you see that Rabbi Moshe's attitude towards studying med- medicine was not very encouraging, to put it mildly. In another tshuva that he wrote about studying uh, or actually doing autopsies, Rabbi Moshe was asked if you're allowed to do autopsies to study medicine. And this tshuva actually was written to his son-in-law, to Rabbi Moshe, Dr. Moshe David Tendler, whom he calls Chatani Kivni, my son-in-law who's like a son to me, Harav HaGaon, Rabbi Moshe David Tendler Shlita. And this tshuva was written in 1964. There, Rav Moshe said that it's well known that the Noda Yehuda argued and said that you cannot permit autopsies. Whatever the halachic issues that are involved in autopsy are not going to be discussed today. But, but the Noda Yehuda said that you can't do autopsies bec- unless there would be immediate situation of pikuach nefesh. Now, of course, in the time of the Noda Behuda, people were studying medicine, and even if they looked for a specific uh, type of disease, the chances of, of uh, having a meslev, a chola lefana, of having someone who's in an immediate situation needs a, an answer that can be supplied by this autopsy are almost in, it, 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 so small, it, it, it's almost impossible to imagine. Therefore, with the Noda Behuda forbade all kinds of autopsies. 
But Rabbi Moshe said, I have something else to add. Even though, even if we could find a case where pikuach nefesh lefanav, there would be a case of pikuach nefesh that an autopsy could help. But Moshe said, it still would not, I still would not permit autopsies because there's no reason to study, to study medicine. There is no obligation, says Reb Moshe, to study medicine. It's true that if there is a doctor and a situation arises where he should treat the, the patient, the, the law of the Torah of Lo Ta'amod Adamayecha, don't stand by when your friend is in danger, obviously would apply. <coughs> but it never mean, meant that a person should study in the first place, should study medicine in the first place to be able to help someone in such a situation. And Rabbi Moshe gave an example. He said, there's a mitzvah of giving tzedakah. But nobody said there's a mitzvah to become rich in order to, be, to give tzedakah. If you have a certain amount of money, then you're required to give a certain amount of tzedakah. If you have a certain amount of medical knowledge, then you have to use it to help people. The same thing is true in the case of a person swimming uh, who become uh, a person is in danger of drowning. So there's no mitzvah to, to, to learn how to swim in order to save someone else. The general obligation of a father to teach a son to swim is not our discussion today. But Rav Moshe says the, the mitzvah of saving lives would not require a person to learn how to swim. So therefore, he, he said, today, since we could contact all the hospitals in the world almost immediately, and it really could be that we could find almost immediate cases of where an autopsy could be beneficial, it would still be usher, Rabbi Moshe says, because there's no reason to study, there's no obligation to study medicine, and therefore the Easter of autopsies apply. On one hand, it seems that Rabbi Moshe did not encourage people to study medicine. However, if we'll look in a different shuva that was written to someone from the organization of Hatzalah. Now, the organization of Hatzalah was established in America, maybe in other countries as well. Uh, I know it's for sure it, it is in other countries. I don't know what the original idea of Hatzalah was. But the question was written about the, the people of Hatzalah who walk around with beepers. And the question would be, could they wear their beepers outside on Shabbos? The assumption, of course, is that this is the type of carrying. You attach the beeper to your clothes, to your belt, however you carry it, and you can hear from the office of the Hatzalah, which receives its, the phone calls from people in, in trouble, and then you can go to wherever you need to go to help this, the, the people. And the question was, is this permitted on Shabbos? What would be the alternative? So one alternative would be that the person should stay home on Shabbos. In a case where uh, carrying something is not permitted, but it is important to carry it, perhaps we would tell the person to stay home on Shabbos. Now this tshuva was written in 1979 to Rabbi Mordechai Tendler, a grandson of Rabbi Moshe, and here the tshuva is addressed 
to Malat Kvod Nichdi Hayakar Vechavivli Maod, my dear precious grandson, Harav Hagaon, Marenu Harav Mordechai Tendler. And the Reb Moshe basically paskint that we paskin that it is a tachshit to walk with a beeper. With this particular beeper, which somehow demonstrates that I'm a member of Hatzala and I'm there to help people in distress, it's actually considered a tachshit and therefore there's no halachic problem of carrying it. But what's interesting in our sense is at the very end of the tshuva, Reb Moshe says that when you need it, you can wear the beeper. But, and even if you don't need it, because basically it's considered part of your garments, it's a tachshit. Then Reb Moshe says, almost always do you need it. Because it's really impractical and not fair to tell people that they can't leave their house on Shabbos. This will also, if I would, Reb Moshe say, if we would say that a person could not leave his house on Shabbos, it would cause many people to quit Hatzalah or refuse to join Hatzalah because it just would be difficult for them to stay home all Shabbos. Then Reb Moshe suggested perhaps we should prepare non-Jews to man Hatzalah on Shabbos. And Reb Moshe rejected that idea and said, because for the purpose of Hatzalah, you need zrizut yetera. You need special quickness, agility to participate in Hatzalah. And he said, the, the, the Jews would care more about pikuach nefesh than the non-Jews. And therefore, even if we paid them, they would not be as quick to respond as the Jews are. And he, therefore he says, in general, we should do pikuach nefesh by Jews, especially in the case of Hatzalah, where you need a lot of zvizos, and therefore my heter would apply. So, I found that interesting that although Rav Moshe did not encourage people to study medicine, it seems that he certainly did encourage people and realize how important it would be for there to be Jewish people working in Hatzalah. One wonders why this would not apply to medicine in general, why it would not be important for Rav Moshe living in America at that time to think about having more Jewish doctors and saying that it might be really more important for Jews to study medicine than he actually did. One of the really famous tshuvas that Rav Moshe dealt with at a time was the question of heart transplants. Rav Moshe refers to this tshuva a number of places. In Igros Moshe, Yeridea Chelek base. Reb Moshe was asked about heart transplants and the tshuva was written to the Minchas Yitzchak, to Rav Yitzchak Yaakov Weiss, the Dayan of Manchester, who later, of course, became came to Eretz Yisrael and wrote himself a series of volumes which we will deal with in a few weeks uh, called the Minchas Yitzchak. Reb Moshe wrote a long tshuva filled with Nivrei Torah to the Minchas Yitzchak. However, he preceded the tshuva 
by writing that I don't want to discuss this issue with proofs one way or the other, with svaros one way or the other, pil pil pil. Because I think that anything that I add, any proof, proofs that I will bring, will cause people to think, well, you can argue with this, you can argue with that. And some people will say, well, they see the rabbis discuss it, and they'll argue it, and argue it. And therefore, some people will feel that there's a reason to be making. And therefore, Rav Moshe says in 1968, Rav Moshe says, I want to say clearly, that this is clearly forbidden and there's nothing to talk about. He claimed that heart transplants actually involve a double murder because you kill the person from whom you take the heart. Rav Moshe assumed that in case there are cases where the donor is ab- still living according to the Jewish standards. Now, the exact discussion of cessation, cessation of life when death actually occurs is a major, major discussion that many Gedolim have argued and discussed in the cases which are very important for us today in terms of transplants, exactly when a person is considered dead. But Reb Moshe said not only have they taken the heart from people who, according to Torah law, are still alive, but some doctors have even said that the patient is legally still alive. But Ramosha castigates them very strongly and says they took the heart from the donor knowing that he would only live a short time and therefore it's considered murder. He says sometimes a person could surprise the doctors and live much longer. Ramosha also adds, I'm shocked that certain countries allow the doctors to perform such a procedure in which two people are killed. And he said, it's a, it's a mistake. Nobody can give permission for it. And Ramosha adds, this is the tshuva which we should publicize in this, in this language that I pointed out, very strong language. No more, no more, no, no net, no, not less than we should deal with this issue. In another tshuva, Reb Moshe reiterated this psak, and it would be very interesting to to note that this tshuva was written years later. In Choshe Mishpat, Chelek Beis, Reb Moshe wrote a tshuva to Rabbi Dr. Kalman Kahana, the famous Rav of Kibbutz Chafetz Chaim, but this tshuva was written in Tavshin Lamed Ches, 1978. The first tshuva, as I pointed out, was written ten years earlier. And ten years later, Rabbi, ten, Rabbi Feinstein claims that I still agree with my original psak. And he wrote, he wrote to Rabbi Kana a very short tshuva that I sent you a telegram that I told you it's murder of two, of the two per- people both the one who gives the heart and the one who receives the heart, as I wrote 10 years ago, and it's printed. I just want to inform you that I've checked this this, this issue with my son-in-law, Harav Hagon, Rav Moshe David Tendler, who read all the medical journals, 
he felt there has been no improvement. Even if one person lived a little bit of time, the, the person who received the, the heart, it still eventually can, can be considered a type of murder. In our country, Rav Moshe says, in America, it, they forbade heart transplants in 1978. In all the states, except for one. One particular doctor was permitted to do it, and Rav Moshe says, and I, that's shocking to me, I don't understand it. Many governments have forbade it, and the doctors who said that it's good are basically, Reb Moshe said, should be punished. Now, this issue, of course, was mentioned by Rabbi Tendler in his book, Response of Reb Moshe Feinstein, where he has, he himself translated some of the tshuvas of Reb Moshe. There are slight differences between the tshuva that it, as is printed in Igros Moshe and Rabbi Tendler's translation. It could be that Rabbi Tendler changed it because of Rabbi Moshe's wishes. could be that he had himself a text of the tshuva which was different than the original text of, of, of the Igros Moshe. But there are also comments that are important in the tshuva. In the, in the translation, Rabbi Tendler added that when Reb Moshe said the operations are forbidden except for one state, he was referring to one state, California, where one doctor, whom Rabbi Tendler identifies as Dr. Shulman of Stanford University, and in the footnote, Rabbi Tendler adds, by attending to the problem of immunological rejection, which others had neglected, Dr. Shulman ultimately proved that successful heart transplants were possible. Now, once we know that the situation has changed. This is an example of what I've said originally. We could only conjecture what Reb Moshe would say at this time. And that's why it's important to note that reading the tshuva that was written years ago might not be relevant in terms of practical halacha. Rabbi Dr. Fred Rosner, in his book, Modern Medicine and Jewish Ethics, also quotes Reb Moshe as saying that he condemned heart transplant and he considered this procedure to involve double murder. But, Dr. Rosner adds that careful reading of Rabbi Feinstein's lengthy response discusses, discloses the following ca- clarification of his position. If the donor is absolutely and positively dead by all medical and Jewish legal criteria, no murder of the donor would be involved. Therefore, removing his heart would be permitted. And this is very important when we discuss the tshuva defining death. And therefore, Rabbi Feinstein today might permit, in fact, heart transplants. In fact, Dr. Rosner writes, and I quote, This opinion of Moshe Feinstein was written shortly after the first heart transplant was performed. That's the original tshuva, the tshuva that was written in 1968. Of course, there was a tshuva written 10 years later, but still that's uh, 30 years ago. Today, I'm reading again from Dr. Rosner, today most of these obstacles had been overcome, and therefore Rabbi Feinstein would probably sanction cardiac cardiac transplantation, provided the donor is definitely deceased at the time his heart is removed. One of the interesting halachic questions that was asked to Rav Moshe is important to me because of the historical background 
of the tshuva. In Yeridea Chelek Dalit, Reb Moshe was asked a question. It was written to, the question was written in Tav Shin Lamed Zayin, 1977, 1977, is that right? I guess so. The tshuva was written to a group of Kolel Mir, of the Mir Kolel, to Reb Moshe, would it be better to go to a Frum doctor, a Yereshamayim, who's not as great a doctor as a doctor who was a greater doctor, but he was a Kofar Batorah. And Reb Moshe, again in a very brief tshuva, said, there is no reason to discuss such a question. The Torah gave you permission to go to a doctor. The Rambam and many Rishonim think it's an obligation to go to a doctor. And obviously you have to go to the best doctor, even if he is a kofir. Even a, a non-Jew who is Oved Avodazara, an idol-worshipping non-Jew, as long as we don't suspect them of doing uh, malpractice, so we should go to them. And you don't have to think at all how HaKadosh Baruch Hu could send refuah through a kofir. When we are commanded not to rely on miracles, we should avail ourselves of every method that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has provided the world to cure people. Very simple. There is an addendum to this tshuva that somehow gives away the historical background. The question, the second part of the tshuva, also in a few lines, the question was asked about a Jew who was kidnapped in Uganda and was saved by the soldiers that came. And Moshe said, this is a, a nice goli. It's an open miracle. Naturally, under natural order, it would have been impossible. It's only the hand of HaKadosh Baruch Hu who created and, and helped us to save them, that gave them the courage, the will to go to save, to save these people, and who helped them succeed. And the ways of HaKadosh Baruch Hu are unknown to us. We should not ask questions about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore we should recognize this as a miracle, even though it was done by people who perhaps were not religious. The historical background, obviously, was the uh, major, major confrontation between great Hasidic Rebbe's in the United States at that time. After the Mitzah and Teba, after the saving of the Jews on July at Uganda, the Uganda airport, the Satna Rebbe criticized the action of the Israeli soldiers and said they were not religious they did it for their own glory they endangered lives they should have not done this in the first place and you should only deal with religious people to save other people you should not send people who do it because of their own uh, feelings and they told this Rebbe that the Lubavitcher Rebbe praised the action very much 
he praised the, the Chayalim and he gave Hoda to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the Savior of the Jews. And the, the other people involved uh, entered a tremendous argument about this issue. A long time, many Rabbanim in America were asked this question. How do you relate to the issue of Uganda? Do you look at it as a miracle? And as an important question, they asked this particular point. Do you go to an, a non-Jew doctor who at the end will not thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu, will, will even say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had nothing to do with it, it's all his own kochi votsim yadi, the greatness of the doctor. Many, 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 many Rabbanim wrote and they were printed in the local newspaper in the of in New York, Al Journal, how obviously we should praise the Chayalim, praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu for helping the Chayalim save those people in Uganda, and obviously you should go to a doctor who is the best, most capable person, irrespective of his, of his religious background. So this tshuva is, re- reflects the historical situation at, at that time in the United States.